Hi everyone, this is Drew Griffin. I've been editing the Beetle Bros podcast for over a year. You might have heard me on a few episodes, and you might know me as the voice of the guy who always goes wrong on the podcast. That's my voice whenever I get angry with Cam for getting something wrong. You might be wondering where the guys are, and well, there's a simple answer. They're in Kansas City, I'm in Seattle. The reason I'm doing this podcast here is because I went to Charterville, Santa Paula, California, the Beetleborgs town, and I'm calling this episode Charterville is a Real Place, because it sure as hell is. During my three-night stay in Santa Paula, I found all sorts of filming locations that were used on Big Bad Beetleborgs that... I'm just so excited to share with you guys. I have a list here, and there's about eight or nine places. They were all located pretty close together there in the middle of town that they shot on almost 25 years ago. And it all kind of looks the same, even after all this time. It's, uh, it's a little town in Ventura County, California, that's been around for over a hundred years. I think it was like 1905 when that town was founded. So it's a historic town that from years to come, I think it'll look the same. So that's going to be a lot of fun to get into later. Before we get into that, I want to take a moment to thank Cam and the bros for letting me use their podcast as a vehicle to kind of express myself and say everything everything I experienced on this trip and how it made me feel and that this was really just a life-changing experience and I feel enlightened after my trip and I'll tell you why. Recently I got laid off from work and so I've been actively looking for work for about a month or so. I had some money saved up so I thought I'm gonna go to California. I'm gonna get away for a while after seeing the bros visit there and see Hillhurst and see parts of Santa Paula, they visited Zoom Comics and some other places, I got really excited to go down there myself because it was like, wow, I, I, Charterville is a real place. Like, there it is. Those locations look the same as they do on Beetleborgs. And it's all so easy to get to because it's just all kind of in the middle of town. Like tons of scenes when, on that show were filmed on Main Street. The night before my trip, my plane was going to leave the next morning on October 19th. I called my mom and she said to me, one of the things she said was, you're going to meet so many great people and you're going to make a lot of cool connections. And she was right. I... I really enjoyed making connections with the people down there, not just in Santa Paula, but also in Los Angeles, just like at the airport and the train station. I enjoyed meeting everyone. I got some solid connections in down there just with strangers. And stuff like that really makes me happy. But the coolest person I met down there, do you know who the coolest person I met down there was? 
myself, I really found myself down there in LA. I, I, it was just like this energy I'd never felt before. It was like, I just, I found myself in the town of Santa Paula because I was doing everything I could to stay busy and see everything I wanted to see. The sun was out. I was just always in the mood to go do something. I woke up early. I went to bed late. I was taking photos. I was, I rented a bike. I was doing all sorts of things that I normally don't do because I was away from home. And it like, it just opened up a whole new me. Afterwards, when I landed home, I threw down my luggage on the floor. I jumped in bed. I was just like sobbing. Because so many amazing things happened while I was there. Not only not only the filming locations in, in Santa Paula, but also I just loved seeing LA. It was great to land at LAX, get the hell out of there. There's a shuttle that takes you to Union Station. And Union Station is with Amtrak, and they have all sorts of routes that'll take you to different parts of LA, and it's pretty easy to get around town from there. I had a chance to go from the station, take a train over to Santa Monica Pier. That pier is a must-see if you're visiting town, because there's this great view of the ocean. There's that pier with the amusement park and food and seals and seagulls. The beach, it just, it goes on forever. You look across the bay and it just, it never ends. And keep in mind, the whole time I'm on this trip, I'm listening to music through my Beats headset. And I was listening to the soundtrack to Nights into Dreams on the Sega Saturn. I absolutely love that game and its music. It's like super energetic drum and bass fused with classical you're going to hear bits of that soundtrack throughout this podcast because it just embodies my trip. It, I listened to it every day I was over there. I like making playlists when I go on trips because every time I listen to that, every time I listen to that songs afterward, I think of that experience. It's kind of like you're creating the soundtrack to your own life. Finally, when it was getting dark, I take my train up to Santa Paula. Uh, I keep thinking it takes you all the way there, but actually, the Amtrak from LA only takes you as far as Ventura County, and Santa Paula is 15 miles east of Ventura. So you have to get off at the Ventura Amtrak station and then take a bus or take a lift to take you over to Santa Paula, and it's right along this river called the Santa Clara River. I checked into my hotel and it was pitch black. They were closing in about 10 minutes, so I checked in right on time. 
there were no buses at that hour. It was like 9.45, and the only way I could get there on time was with Lyft. And I didn't, I didn't get to explore very much of L.A., but the parts I did see, you know, downtown, Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, I just I loved every minute of it. I just I feel like a new person. Really, I do. The whole time I was over there, I was just under this high that I really was just my best self. I felt like anyone I spoke to, I made their day better. And I smiled at everyone. I talked to as many strangers as I could. I I I really I delivered on the advice that my mom gave me or the uh, the sort of prediction my mom gave to me, which is you're going to meet a lot of cool people. And I absolutely did. And in the process, I met the coolest guy I've ever met, me. And to have this opportunity to share that with you is just amazing. I'm really, really thankful to have this opportunity to broadcast what I'm saying on a platform like this. I love doing this podcast. I love, I'm just happy to be here. I feel like a whole new man. I'm eating better. I'm sleeping less. Like before I slept way too much. I was always sad and wasn't, I wasn't working toward my goals. Well, now every day I wake up, I write down what I want to do today. I'm happier. I want you to know whoever is listening that this can happen to you too. Stay curious. Embrace the things you love. Because Beetleborgs is something I really love. And and all this time I've spent watching the show and doing this podcast, it really paid off in the form of this trip. Because I found so many places in the town of Santa Paula that were just... Like I would walk by a park and I was like, wow, that's it. I recognize that place. So without further ado, let's get into the places in Santa Paula I found that resemble Charterville. This is Charterville is a Real Place. Cue the music. wake up in my bed at the Glen Tavern Inn. It's over a hundred years old. Some people say it's haunted, but it's right in the center of town of Santa Paula. I go out for my morning walk. It's a beautiful day out. Within seconds, I find a place I recognize. Turns out across the street from the inn is Railroad Plaza Park. I walk up to it and I'm almost certain that this is the location that they shot episode 10, Locomotion Commotion. The scene where Nano comes home in her train and Drew, Joe, and Roland, Heather, and Aaron are all there to welcome her. Which is the end scene for that episode. But also at the beginning, there's a parade, like Joe is walking through the, 
there's like a band playing and she almost gets hit by the trumpet player. I post some photos on Instagram and director Gabe Torres likes my post and says, yes, we shot there for Beetleborgs. And so like I was right. That's the, that's the park where they shot that. Then across the street from that, the same side that has the tavern in, there's this huge oak tree and I get out my phone, I start taking a video and I'm like, this has to be the oak tree of Yoho Borgs, episode 32, where Blackbeard finds a treasure chest, opens it, thinking it's gold and the Magnivores pop out and they take him. And sure enough, I go on our YouTube channel, Big Bad Beetle Bros. I open the video I just finished, I just published an abridged version of our review of that episode up there. Go watch it if you haven't. I go to that scene and I'm pretty sure that's the tree. Like that's the place where they shot that. And if it's across the street from the from the railroad park, I, I mean, why wouldn't they use it, you know? It's funny how in that episode they're at the pizza shop. They're eating pizza with Blackbeard, the kids and and Nano. Blackbeard sees that tree where the the treasure chest where that tree is like he looks across the street they try to make you think that the pizza place is across the street from that location and you would never know otherwise but actually the railroad is across from where that tree is it's kind of funny how movie magic works sometimes <laughs> get your meaty meat hooks off of me oh i don't think so it's kind of surreal to work on a project for a podcast and uh, see all the different scenes from that episode that you worked so hard on and then to leave for California and find that exact place. It's like, yeah, I recognize this tree from the, the, the abridged episode I just did. It was crazy. That same morning, I went for breakfast and uh, my Lyft driver who brought me to my hotel the night before recommended uh, Robilize, which is a restaurant like Bistro on Main Street. It was a short walk from the hotel. I went there for an omelet, toast, and potatoes. Right outside the Bistro is the Town Clock, which is on Main Street. And I was like, yeah, I recognize that clock. That's That's been used for Borg Slayer and Vexer's Last Laugh. I was like, yeah, this is the intersection where they shot that. We'll get into the town clock a bit later because this is a recurring location. I found lots of different things that they shot there. I rented a bike. Um, it was about $250 for one day. And part of that price was there's no place to rent a bike in Santa Paula. You have to get one in Ventura where the Amtrak dropped me off. And it's about 15 miles from Santa Paula. Luckily, a place called Ventura Bike Company delivers. And that morning after breakfast, my bike gets here and I start riding around town. I just, I didn't want to drive a car. I really just wanted to embody that. Beetleborg's tradition and ride a bike and wear a helmet, a t-shirt and shorts because it was a beautiful day out just like it is in the show, you know, 
It's always sunny in Charterville. The bike lady, her name was Shelly. She gives me a map of the whole town, and I said, thanks, I'll probably use this map, but for the most part, I'm going to be following my heart. Because I knew wherever I rode, it would feel like Beetleborgs, and if I, if I found a, a filming location, I would see it with my eyes. Your assignment is to choose an important historical figure and do a report on him or her. You can work in groups. Right. So if there are no further questions, class dismissed. So looking at the map, one of the first places I really wanted to, I was on the lookout for was the school. There's like an exterior sh shot sometimes on Beetleborgs where it's like a here's Charterville Elementary. And I looked at like there's so many elementary schools and high schools and there's like three that I that I that I rode by where I was I wanted to see if that was the school from the show. I was riding around for maybe a half hour and I see it like it's it's just there. I said, bingo, that's the school. It's called McKevitt School and it's an elementary school. Now, fair warning, there are places in this town where taking photos is not allowed. You uh, not every place you see that you recognize is like this big photo opportunity. But I started taking photos from the grass. Um, I recaptured the angle the establishing shot from the show. I I shot a photo of the same angle that you see it on the show. And after a few photos, like someone walks out and says, hi, are you taking pictures? And we're just wondering what it's for. And of course, I just lie out my ass and just say, oh, it's, uh, it's for education. <laughs> like, I should be going now. <laughs> so just a reminder to always be safe when you're when you're a tourist, you know, and you're taking photos of a private establishment. Another place I thought of that I hope I could find was the hospital. Um, it's called Charterville Hospital. Uh, you see it in Rise of the Blasterborg. It's the episode where Heather hurts her leg and Josh takes her to the hospital. There's an establishing shot outside that... I was hoping I could find that building. So I went to the Santa Paula Hospital. It was just a short bike ride from the school. And it actually looks nothing like the hospital on the TV show. It's it's uh, The Santa Paula Hospital is not the Charterville Hospital. I never found the location that was used on the show. But it was still fun. Like it's It's up a big hill, kind of in the residential upper class area. And I got this... Great view of the whole town. Took a few photos. And I just explored all day. I kept visiting different parks to try and find locations. I'm not familiar with every episode of the series, so certain places I visited, uh, I just took photos, and I'll have to reference back to them to see if, like, if I'll be watching an episode of Metallics, for instance and I see something like in the middle of town that they shot, I'll, I'll cross-reference cross it with photos that I took of my trip. And if I ever find anything that I found out was a Beetleborgs location, I'll just 
post it on my social media. It's Drew Axel Griffin on Instagram. And that's where I post most of my findings. So it was a long day of bike riding. Later on, around 3 or 4 p.m., I I went for coffee. And I was riding on my bike, and I just stumbled upon uh, our next location here that I really want to share is Veterans Memorial Park. Um, I recognized it for being the place where, in episode 4, a terror bear is with the magnivores on a park bench and they're reading the paper, like just trying to hide themselves from people walking by. It's like they're in disguise and a guy comes by on a bike and is just freaked out because he thinks terror bear is going to eat him. The guy on the bike offers him a popsicle and terror bear eats it and the guy gets away really does look the same as it did when they shot that, kind of like all the locations we're going to discuss here. This place is actually, you know, it's all in the name. It's a, it's a honor, a place to remember, commemorate war veterans who fought for our country. This isn't the only episode that they shot scenes in. I'm almost certain that there's other places that they use this, that other episodes they used this park for. The uh, side-by-side photos, like comparison, the kind of then and now is on my Instagram. If you want to go follow me, check those out. Something else I was curious about was the cemetery. Uh, because if on the show, the cemetery is like the hideout for the bad guys, the magnivores and the crustaceans. I wanted to see what the cemetery really looks like in town. Uh, Pierce Brothers Santa Paula Cemetery. And the real-life Charterville Cemetery is actually really beautiful. There's these really tall palm trees. There's a really tall flag out in the front. (laughs) Come to think of it, that's a trope on Beetleborgs, too. Santa Paula is just full of American flags. So, folks, if you're hoping to find the hideout where the magnivores live, that kind of fenced-in, gothic-looking place with all the tombstones, it doesn't exist. (laughs) It's just like a real, you know, it's just like a real cemetery in real life. Ah... You have surpassed my wickedest dreams, Shadowborg. Thank you, Master. And now, I will prepare my dark army for attack. By this point, the sun's starting to go down. I'm getting kind of tired from cycling all day. And I cut back through Main Street to get back to my hotel. And the same place that has the clock tower is just opposite. Just across the street from the tower is the Bank of the Sierra. And I look up at the bank, and on the top there is where Nucas stood with the Magnivores, and he's telling them, like, Ah, our plan is going perfectly. The monsters are wreaking havoc. The Beetleborgs will be ours very soon. And it's, it's the final episode of season one where he tricks the Magnivores, and when the Beetleborgs 
blow up Borg Slayer, the Magnivores get sent back to the comics with him. And that's where they shot that. It's it's you can see it from Main Street if you just look up. And that's the rooftop that Nuka stood on. And it's also just across the street where I had my breakfast at the Rabalai's Bistro. So this place, so this is where they also shot lots of different things. Uh, it's This location is called Main Street and Davis Street. So if you follow Main Street down and you find Davis, this is where they shot those episodes the finale of season one but also i recognized it for being the opening to one of my favorite episodes episode 18 monster rock this one opens with an establishing shot of the clock tower we pan down to drew and joe and they notice the magnivores have this chain attached to the lamp post like, they have a chain that's just there in the middle of the street. So, like, there's these bikers that are coming into town, and you think they're going to run into the chain, but Joe sees it and uses her super super strength to break the chains, and, yeah, it just narrowly misses the, the bikers. And Jara has that line that I love where she looks at her watch and is just like, Oops, time to go. Bye-bye. And then they leave. While I'm there taking my pictures, I I notice that it all just looks the same. There's a fire hydrant on the street corner that's still there. The kids walk by it in the scene. And then keep in mind, this is all just part of the magic of visiting this city, is that it's all there. It goes back to the reason I titled this episode the way I did, is that the Beetleborgs town is a real place. You can go there and it's it's fun it's fun there's lots of shops to visit on main street and like the the mountains and the hillsides are just beautiful it's always sunny there i think anyways <laughs> Man, I've listed off a ton of different locations, and I'm only on the first day of my trip. Okay, the next day is a Thursday, October 21st. I had to return my bike back to the bike lady, and I was mostly, I was just all on foot this day. There are two more, actually three more, locations that I found today that I didn't find the day before. The first place I knew I had to go walk and visit and that I didn't need a bicycle for was Zoom Comics, uh, 971 Main Street. The building's exterior hasn't changed that much. I know you may have seen it when the Beetle Bros went there and they posted a few photos on social media and they kind of elaborated on on this in uh, episode, trying to remember what episode this was. Um, episode 65, Who's That Ghoul, was the last time, was the episode where the guys, they had just got back from their trip, and 
yeah, they discussed their time, the stuff they saw. They saw Hillhurst. Um, I couldn't go to Hillhurst because I didn't have a car. <laughs> it's like a 45-minute drive. Imagine how long that would be on a bicycle. Flapper's going to be surprised to see us. Yeah, he doesn't know we got the day off of school. So I'm there. I'm there outside Zoom Comics. It's a beautiful day, and I made sure to get some photos that recreate the angles that were... I try to get the same angles as there's that scene in A Friend in Need, which is part four of Curse of the Shadowborg, where Flabber teleports Josh on his bike onto the street corner to like assist the rest of the kids with the magnivores. And <laughs> yeah, before that, there's like a scene where the kids are there and they're like, where's Josh? Roland is like, he got detention. And we're like, why? He's, he says, I'll give you one guess. And Drew and Joe are like, flabber. Yeah, we, we know. That's really a cute scene from that episode. It's, on, it's abridged on YouTube if you want to go watch it. I'm so proud of that video. It's almost a half hour long. Some of my best work I've done for that channel. There was a guy I ran into outside Zoom that... Uh, was wheeling a cart with with like these beautiful flowers and I made sure to get some they were like eight dollars I got some sunflowers and I gave them to my friend the next day in Beverly Hills and she loved it yeah that man with the flowers just another guy that um, I connected with and really helped me have a nice trip the people you meet on these vacations and places you've never been before it's important talk to as many people as you can on trips even if that's not really something you're comfortable with <laughs> it works for me he got the tension why i'll give you one guess flabber bingo so when you cross the street across from zoom like directly across is this old theater it's no longer in uh it's closed now it's all boarded up but it's called the tower theater it's the uh it's the place in episode two when the magnivores first get released from the comics one of the things they do is rush into a theater and watch a like nosferatu film and uh, the they scare everyone out of the theater because they're just like chomping away at popcorn except Jara because she doesn't have a mouth. Yeah, that's the theater where they shot that, the uh, the exterior. You know, the Magnivores run through the front and everyone's afraid and popcorn goes flying. Go on, get ready! I've never eaten anything like it! You've never eaten anything at all, you nitwit! Oh, 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 there's someone on the floor! I still got these! <laughs> 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 wow, so, going down my list here, we're already on the final location that I found while walking around town. It's, uh... I didn't save the best for last on purpose. This was just the last place I found that was uh, really the end of my second day like my third night in town 
So I wasn't sure because I I had been looking for this location. I this is my favorite scene in all of Beetleborgs from Rise of the Blasterborg, part two of the Curse of the Shadowborg series, where the opening scene of this episode is about eight or nine minutes long, and it's like the most intense sequence of the series. It's a busy day at Zoom Comics. They're selling out of the new issue. And you hear this loud just boom, and you realize uh, like someone runs in the front door, and they're like, Charterville's under attack. Like, ah, we're all going to die. Drew, Joe, and Roland, they form a circle, and they're like, it's got to be Shadowborg. Let's go. They run out the building, and there's smoke, and Shadowborg is just using his laser to decimate the town, and there's 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 little explosions, and cars are screeching their tires because they, they can't get away, and so people are running and tripping. Like Heather and Josh are running. Heather breaks her leg. And then finally, where this scene really gets interesting is when the kids... Drew says, Shadowborg's down here. I can see him. Come on. And they find him just a couple blocks down the main street. And there he is. He's like, oh, so you finally showed up. We all know this is that scene where they try to stop Shadowborg, but they can't. There's nothing they can do. He stole their powers in the episode prior. So they try to Borg and they can't. But... So the only thing they can do is use their civilian powers, the super speed, the telekinesis, and the super strength to try and deal with this guy. And it's just amazing. Like, they, the, like the police, the police, I guess, don't exist in this, in this little world. But keeping with the story, the Beetleborgs are the only ones who can, who can save town. And that's just my favorite sequence of the whole series. Because we see them doing things without their suits because they can't turn into the Beetleborgs. But so they try and find other ways to stop him. Now, I recognized this location. Uh, it turns out that this location exists. It's on Main Street, uh, 11th and Main. Uh, there's a zip market on there's a zip market on one side and an auto body shop on the other and i looked back at the episode and yeah it's a that's what was there 25 years ago and that's what's there today it's pretty amazing how little has changed as i'm doing my shopping i'm just exploring around town i stop and there have been a few times that day where I stopped and I'm like, is this the location where they shot, where they shot that? No, not quite. And then I stop on 11th and May. I was like, Oh, is this it? Like that looks like the corner where the kids stop and they see Shadowborg for the first time. And they try to Borg. I turn on YouTube. I pull up that episode of the abridged series. Cause that has all the photos and video clips of the scene. I cross reference it with where I'm standing. And the building behind Shadowborg is is this is the is the zip market. And the building that the kids are standing next to is the auto body shop. And I'm like, like, yeah, 
this is it. This is where they shot that. Like I'm positive the like the there's certain trees that aren't there anymore, but the the buildings like yeah, those are the same. So this was a huge win to see that it's like that's my favorite scene of the series and to find out that it's on Main Street and that it's just, it's so easy to find it kind of it kind of blew my mind not to mention in the episode when the kids run out of the comic shop down the street to try and find Shadowborg that is actually it makes sense in the in the in the way it is in reality a couple blocks south of where the comic shop is is where 11th and Main is where they fought Shadowborg it's the way it's presented in the episode is just like it is in real life. I used to watch this sequence, and when Drew says, Shadowborg is down here, I can see him. I thought, I was like, mm, can you? Well, it's actually kind of true. Like, I think if you stand outside Zoom Comics and you look down the street toward 11th, I'll bet you actually can see where Shadowboard was standing on 11th and Main, just blowing everything to smithereens. It makes sense within the scene that they would be able to see where he is and run after him, try and stop him. It's remarkable. Shadowboard's down here, I can see him! Come on! So I took as many photos as I could, but like I said earlier with the elementary school I visited, these are like people work here. These are places where people live and uh, you have to respect their privacy. The side that has the auto body shop, like, you know, there was a car parked out by the sidewalk that was running and like leaking oil and they, uh, the places, the businesses were open and I had to be careful about which angles I took photos from. Like, I, I, I didn't want another repeat of what happened at the school where someone walks out and asks why I'm taking photos. <laughs> so I've been recording for about an hour now, and that's those are all the places that I found. Uh, there's lots more that I still haven't found yet i was only there for like two days and like had one day in la and then i had to go home but um yeah for one thing the beetle bros uh, cam in particular said yeah we didn't it's kind of sad that we didn't get to explore very much santa paula um and so they're due they're due for another trip down there and I am too. Like, I definitely want to go back and like, find all the locations until I'm completely satisfied. And so hopefully one day, like, all of us get to go down there. I'll get to meet the bros. I still haven't got to meet the, the guys I do this podcast with yet. <laughs> They're in Kansas City. I'm in Seattle. One day, and I... As I said many times in this episode, I absolutely just love Southern Cali and I feel like I'm my best self when I'm down there. I'll be back, Charterville. Like, like there's there's so much more, I think, that Beetleborgs related that um, I didn't even recognize that they shot. You got to realize, like, this, this series is over 88 episodes. And some closing thoughts here 
I've said a few times on this show, I can't remember how many, but I actually prefer the scenes that take place in Charterville, like in real locations. I prefer those to the scenes at Hillhurst when they're on a set and we see Flabber and all the monsters. That stuff's great. Like that became the focus of the show, especially for excuse me, the the season two, especially the we start to see more of Hillhurst and less of town. And I prefer the stuff in town with real locations because those are places that you can actually go to and relive the show. As you know, Hillhurst is a real place, but it, the, the exterior shots are the actual place on an active orchard, but the stuff in Hillhurst is like on a set, on a soundstage. It's the same with Zoom Comics. I prefer the real locations that you can actually go see to the stuff that was filmed on a soundstage. So just some closing thoughts. This experience was was life-changing. Uh, to, to have three days in a town that I'd never been to, to have it be beautiful and sunny there the whole time I was there, to, to live out some, like, remember scenes from my favorite show and see how it looks like today. And to have everyone I met just be super cool and nice to me. And I, and also to meet a friend that I've been talking to and to like see that they're a real person. It all just kind of came together. Uh, it, traveling was really hard. The Amtrak, it's like it's slow. Like there's a million people getting on and uh, LAX is like a hellhole. I, I still, I loved every minute of it. And would you, the listener, the person I'm talking to here, if you can hear me, there's a place for you too. There are places on this earth where if you visit and it, you might find something and learn something about yourself. There are places on this earth that just bring out the best you. The coolest thing to happen to me on this trip was I met someone. Me. So do things. And embrace the shows that you liked as a kid. Find yourself. And really just find something that you love to do and give it all you've got. Passion is power. You know what that means? One last thing I almost forgot to mention is embrace the things that made your childhood great.
Mine is my beetle bonder. I took my beetle bonder with me on this trip and there were a couple times where I had it in my pocket and I took it out. I said, beetle bonder, beetle blast. Yeah, that toy is just awesome. I That toy really gives me strength. So I knew I had to take it with me. Okay, I've been Griffin and I've been the Big Bad Beetle Bros. Support this podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube at Big Bad Beetle Bros.